You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you're listening to episode number 37 of Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. If you like the podcast, just tell everyone in the entire world. Thank you. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hello, dreamers. This is Rory O'Malley, your host for Living the Dream. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for just being so great. Uh, You're the reason that I keep doing this, because you tell me that you enjoy it. That's pretty much it. Um, And it's really fun for me to talk to my friends. Okay, something that I have to bring up from my podcast episode last week with Ruben. Um, He had brought up that he went to go see Christopher Jackson's final performance in Hamilton, and he started telling a story, and I cut him off, and uh, I only got like... A dozen messages from people being like, what happened at the show? Including from my mother, Geraldine O'Malley. So I've talked to Ruben and he said that he was just going to say that he was there seeing the show and he was still up for the part and that he sat next to Jill Furman, the producer, didn't speak with her. But at the end of One Last Time, Christopher Jackson's performance, Everyone applauded and gave a standing ovation for like two minutes, and it was incredibly moving. I'm so sad that I missed that, but uh, yeah, that was. It must have been a really perfect show for him to be at, to be inspired to go to that audition the next day. Anyway, this week I am speaking with Soleil Pfeiffer, the wonderful, amazing Soleil Pfeiffer, who plays Eliza in the Hamilton tour, the Hamil tour, the hashtag Hamil tour. Uh, she is such a sweetheart, such a gem. I waited a while to talk to her, as I've said about some of my, the other cast members, because she is so young. I wanted to get to know her better. I wanted to see her work and and how she was backstage and with everyone and she's just such a delight I just wasn't sure what we would talk about on this podcast because as you know I like to talk about the difficult times the rough times and make it clear to everyone that this business isn't always just being in Hamilton or you know the the exciting fun moments there's a lot of difficult work that goes with it so Leia got this job after auditioning for six weeks out of college so I wasn't sure what discussion we were going to have about the hard times if you know what I'm saying but 
I've always been in awe of her spirit and clear talent, like an abundance of talent, which is why she got a job six weeks out of college. Um, she earned it, and she's doing such a sensational job up on the stage. I was so happy to get to speak with her because she truly proved me wrong to have any doubt that I was going to get to hear a story. Every actor, every every performer has a struggle to get to where they are. And she shared something with me that I didn't know about her, about her story. And I was really honored that she was comfortable enough to talk about it, to talk about it with all of you. So um, please enjoy this conversation with the wonderfully talented and beautiful in every single way, Solea Pfeiffer. Perfect. Okay, can you say yeah. that again? So your your full what's your full name? Solea Nealette Chapman Pfeiffer. Okay, and so give me the story so, on all of them. So Solea is it is a Spanish name comes from a flamenco song. Okay. Um, and it comes from the verb solear, which means to shine. So Solea is she shines technically, mm. and then Nealette is a yeah it's an African name. Meaning, sh- meaning star, I guess. As you are, and your parents oh, knew. Thank you, thank you. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but and then, and then my the my parents, my mom kept her last name, and they couldn't. They're very. My parents are very like progressive. Very right. like. They're are super, they both professors? Yeah, they're both professors. They're both anthropologists. Oh my god! I so know. they're this like super they're, smart. They're the smart. They're both. They both speak fluent Portuguese, uh, like multiple languages, and are the coolest, smartest people. I've ever met i i've i have heard stories about them <laughs> yeah. from you that are just full of love yeah. and and joy and so i I'm, it's very clear that you came from a place that you really love yes a lot yeah. of love surrounding you do you have siblings mm-hmm. no it's just me oh i'm an only child yeah. too you really mm-hmm. yeah we gotta mm-hmm. gotta stick together yeah <laughs> and nobody thinks i'm an only child actually Really, everyone which is supposed I'm a, to be a compliment. I think. I mean, I'm right. all, yeah. I'm always kind of flattered. They always people always think I'm a youngest sister. Oh, really? All the time. Yes. Well, did you have cousins or did you have other people that you grew up with? Barely. Like I, my mom's side of the family, I don't see as much. They're like all over the country, and then my dad's side of the family, I have one cousin who's 20 years older than me, and she has a son who's around my age, a little bit younger. So right. I grew up with like a cousin ish you know right. so but yeah i was very um, on my own kid learned how to do my own thing wow well, well yeah. most people when they say that because i've i've heard that before too mm-hmm. like people are like oh you don't seem like an only child which makes me think that other people are like uh he's such an only child <laughs> I know. You know? it's not like I they're know. gonna say I'm that like, to what me if, if i they did thought seem that. like an only child yeah. but like they're saying you are spoiled right but isn't that I basically so. the thing i think so I mean, they're, yeah. they're saying that you aren't spoiled. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I always feel they're... a little bit offended when people are like, oh, yeah. yeah, I could tell. And you're like, excuse me. Yeah. In what way? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I get it and I, I don't. Like, I think there's plenty of selfish people who have lots of siblings. Oh, absolutely. Right? I, I think so. I, maybe I'm defensive about... I know it's a sensitive it's a sensitive topic. For well, us. we're lovely people, <laughs> we and are. we're only children. I hope unless everyone's just lying to us. <laughs> they might be. They might be, Salaya. Um, so you so you grew up in you're in Seattle is where you're from, but you moved around kind a lot. Kind of yes, I moved around a lot as a kid. I was actually born in Zimbabwe, 
And because my, my parents are doing work out there and they continue to now. They're, my dad is actually now the head of this association called Health Alliance Interna- International. And they spend like months at a time in Africa now that I'm independent. But yeah, I was born in Zimbabwe and then we f- they finished up their research there and then we went back to UCLA actually. So I'm kind of like back in my old stomping grounds. Really? I lived here until I was about like three and a half. Wow. And then... We moved back to Mozambique until I was, like, around four, like, about to be five. And then we yeah. moved to Cleveland, Ohio after that. <laughs> it's weirdly, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> just a, a world tour. Mm-hmm, all world the tour. hot spots. And, like, like, Cleveland is, like, the wild card out of all those, which is yeah. funny. And we lived there until I was about nine. And then we wow. moved to Seattle. And what part of Cleveland was it? It was Shaker Heights? Cleveland uh, Heights? Cleveland Heights, yes. Right. And do you, where did you go to school? Did you go to Cleveland Heights School District? I went to, yeah, I went to Roxborough Elementary. Wow. Yeah. And I was going to go to Cleveland Heights High. I remember yeah. like being really excited about it and thinking about it all the time. And then, and then we moved. <laughs> it was amazing. the perfect age to move, though, I think. Yeah. I think any older than nine, you're like, because middle school is such a moment in yeah. everyone's life. So rough. So like, I had some friends going into middle school and Good. to go to fifth grade. And Yeah, what is that about that? Age. Oh God! Like sixth grade no. was just—it's so rough for me. Oh my God! I mean, it's puberty and it's all those things, but man, I, life was hard. It's in sixth tough. Grade. It's yeah. tough for everyone. Yeah, just across the board. I don't think. Well, I shouldn't say that. I there were parts of middle school that were lovely. You yeah. know, like you look back on it and had I, you discovered your love of theater at that point? Yes, I was a big summer camp kid. Oh. I loved summer camp. I went to Kane. What was it called? Kane Park. Kane Park, yeah. Yeah, I went to Kane Park, like this this theater camp that they did every summer, and that's You're where I kind of got me. the bug. Yeah, wow. and I love. They it. had the big outdoor theater. Yes, mm-hmm. we'd go see. Like, I saw plays a lot there. of great shows there. Oh my god, maybe but it was maybe on the east show. side. I'm from the west side. Okay. <laughs> And that's a big thing in Cleveland. Yeah. You probably were, it wasn't ingrained in you because your parents weren't from there and you weren't yes. there long enough. But like, I don't think I knew it was such a thing. West Siders didn't come to the East Side, oh, and wow. East Siders didn't go to the West Side, just because we don't like driving apparently. Hey, um, but so much of the theater and and just like culture in general yeah. is, is located on the East Side. So as I got older and started being able to drive myself, I'd yeah. always check it out. Come and Kane Park. Park's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. spent a lot of time there as a kid, but I'd be there every summer when I was there. I remember like one of my first, we, we like write the skits ourselves. Oh, really? And I played, I played Peter Pan in a skit that we wrote and oh. I was a lawyer, but Peter, it was like someone was on trial. I don't remember, but I was. You Peter were Peter Pan and someone was yes. on trial. Uh-huh. Right. Peter Pan as a lawyer. That was my first P- big role. Peter Pan, SVU, Law and Order. Hey, I mean, let's write the pilot right now. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> it would be bought. I can I think tell. So. I know. In this 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 TV world, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be sold. So you were into theater. You're doing it. Uh, were your parents excited about that, or since they're kind of from such yeah, a different world? I mean, well, they're they're as like academic like. As I mean, they're they're bookworms and they yeah. love school. And not to say that I didn't love school because I I did, but they my parents were kind of just like as long as you do your best at what you want to do, then we will support you. Right. And so and my parents love music. Like I grew up listening to like all like world music pretty much exclusively. Wow. And my mom actually took a year off and before she went to college to try to become a dancer and like. 
she and I mean my my mom ended up going to Yale on like a full scholarship, so she's like very. <laughs> so her her other option was pretty intriguing too. But yeah, she that so, was Plan B. That was Plan B. Yale. Was Yale? Yeah. Oh, so okay. so so when she was kind of like maybe dance isn't the, the thing. backup plan. Yeah. So she, but then she went to Yale, studied dance there as long as well as anthropology and African studies, and then they both met at UCLA. But they're both they. I I'm really lucky that I had such a nurturing environment to grow up in because they. They never once, they never once had any doubt in me. I think they were always there. Well, I started playing violin actually very early. I was like four when I started playing. I saw the movie The Red Violin, and I was like, I want to play violin. So I started playing, and they were just like, get interested in music. They were just like, do what you love, and we will support you as long as you're doing your best. Right. Which I think was a good motto to have in life in yeah. general and then when I went to college they were just like yes like go study musical theater just get a college degree because they're both college professors and it's they really important to them they want you to have the full college experience mm-hmm. now you so before we get to college which mm-hmm. is a huge part of yeah. <laughs> uh, I know how much uh, school pride you have yes. for University <laughs> of Michigan um, but you ended up moving to Seattle mm-hmm. and going to high school in Seattle yeah. is that where it really kind of Yes, I went to Roosevelt High School in Seattle, and I, I, that's where I kind of realized that it was a possibility. Hmm. It's it has an amazing. It's just a public school, but Ruben Van Campen, the head of the department there, had just like built this amazing program that puts on like theater is so beautiful, and they just put on like professional level productions, right. and you really learn how you know like we're wearing like very real costumes and everything is just at such a high level that you kind of you take yourself really seriously, right. And the we, I had drama classes like throughout high school. Just the, the arts program at that high school is amazing. And then I found out that I could do it in college, and I was like, right. Oh my god! Like, there's nothing else I would well, rather it's, do. It's, it's funny because you know we were talking about being in sixth grade and how difficult it can be. And yeah. when you find that group of people in a theater, it's everything. Yeah, yeah, where you can really be you and you know or be someone else or be somebody else (laughs) yes which was also huge yeah I and yeah and it's where you and you find your people finally and you feel kind of like you can relax and be yourself a little bit more than I mean middle school's hard high school's hard too yeah like I think about high school I kind of found myself but it was so like I wanted to be I I, I like didn't want to be like the drama geek that I have embraced so much now. Sure. In high school I was trying so hard to be somebody else, I think, for a really long time. Yeah. When like who I really was was like who I was and when I was in drama class. How did that how did that translate into your actions? Were you like, I don't wanna be you love theater, but you were worried. Ever, we're all in high school worried about our quote unquote yeah. image or like what groups we're in and yes. wanting to have that real high school experience. And I know what you're saying. I, I ended up going to an all boys Catholic school, mm-hmm. so it was basically like, I'm going to be the theater geek no matter yeah. what I do <laughs> since I'm signing up for this. Yeah. But what did that? I, th- I think girls struggle with that a lot. Yeah. You know, because guys, it's like if you're doing it, you're doing it. You're kind of all in. Yeah. But girls kind of like can be in both of those worlds. Yes. How did that? Um, did you ha- do you have any regrets of the way that you did? To- yes. With that? I mean, I'm glad now that that's how it went for me because I kind of realized by the time that time in my life was over, 
that I actually didn't care what people thought, I guess, because I cared so deeply what the people around me yeah. thought in high school. I mean, who doesn't? Right. And I, w- and I always just felt like I was on the outside kind of looking into. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If. I'm sure so many of the listeners know exactly what just Uh happened, and some of you don't, but let's not even talk about it. Let's not even say it. Let's not even say it, because if you don't know know what was just quoted, then don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll keep moving. (laughs) But it's it's very real. That's very very true. And I think that's, you know, that that whole, like, I always felt like I was just on the outside of this group that I wanted to be a part of so badly. And I was changing myself, and I wasn't getting fully involved in the things that actually mattered the most to me when I was really honest with myself. Yeah. And... I actually, I went to Impulse Summer Camp, and that's a a summer camp that um, the University of Michigan does for, like, juniors in high school or seniors in high school who are interested in pursuing it beyond high school. Right. And that was the first time where I was like, this is where I belong. Wow. It was just, like, all, like, the people who are as passionate about it that I was as I was and... I was like, this is this is it. Like, this is what it feels like to like really, really belong to wow. a group, which, which was huge at that age, you know? Right, because it, it's funny because people so often in high school try to change themselves mm-hmm. to fit into some group that exists or is yeah. or is in a high school instead of being themselves yeah. and just being like, no, this is make your own group, make your yes. own. You don't really need that many people to yeah. feel to have a quote unquote group. Exactly. Find one or two friends who love the and things that you love so tight. and mm-hmm. hold them so tight. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to have like dozens of of people in your posse. Yeah, you, you can't really experience totally. that. You can experience two really good friends in in high school. For I sure. feel like that's a motto that I only adopted for myself once I understood it but I've always I always just say like embrace the people that embrace you mm. and I feel like I spent so long trying to like kind of like f- fit like you know a circle in a square for a yeah. long time and then when you finally feel that like circle in a circle and you're like oh my god like I didn't have to minimize myself or change myself or dull my edges or whatever right. for anybody and then it just like fits and it felt so good right and that's kind of how I knew that I, that's where I wanted to go. But I was like, regardless, like, I just want to be in a program where other people love what I do as much as me. And, like, right. love doing the whole, the work. It was your safe space of yeah. people who were wanting to be on a stage yeah. every day as much as and you And I did. just, like, I felt like my best self for the first time. And hmm. I was like, I'm thriving. This is where I feel confident and good about myself. Right. And Yeah, I ah, mean, I had, awesome. I had... um I went to Boston University's Theater Institute um, over a summer. Mm-hmm. Booty. <laughs> um, and it was life-changing for me mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like anyone who is want, is not sure if they should be going into theater or drama, yes. it's, it's such a should wonderful opportunity like to go to a university and spend, I don't even remember how long it was. It was just like... Yeah, just it felt mm-hmm. like forever. Like I had left home to go to Boston mm-hmm. for months and months, but I think it was like four weeks. You yeah, know? So, it's, so not, it's not not too long. Amount of time, like the longest I'd ever been away from home. Yeah, was like three too. weeks at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it feels and it's like away. kind of scary. And it's kind of vulnerable, but like right. everyone is kind of in the same position, and then yeah. everyone gets a little comfortable, and then yeah. it just like works. And most drama schools have something like that. Yeah, some kind of. So. I, I tell everybody that I was like that felt like such a pivotal moment for me going. So there. you. Apply at 
at yes. University of Michigan. Yes. You're like, I don't, I'll go somewhere, but you get in. <laughs> yeah, what did that feel it was like? wild. Well, I applied to 14 schools. Wow. And auditions. Your parents were like, let's get those Ooh. applications going. Oh my god, because every and that's what everybody tells you. Like, they're like, especially for girls. Like, yeah. you have to make sure. Da 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 da. And Michigan was like my dream school. You yeah. know, like you have like the schools that are like your reach schools or whatever. Yeah. And I think that for me was like you know the classic ones like Michigan, CCM, Carnegie, and I was yeah. like maybe by some chance I'll get in who knows whatever yeah. but like at least I'll have 11 other choices yeah. hopefully right if it ends up working out yeah I went to Chicago I did the whole unifieds thing like did all those auditions yeah. in like three days yes me too and then after all this craziness I remember just like cr- I remember that being like the most stressful maybe the most stressful time of my life in, yeah. in a way yeah. ish you know because the stakes are kind of high I, I think about it even now like those auditions for college are kind of the most most stakes are in those because it can really change the yeah. course of your life yes and but I mean I'm a big believer in like you end up where you're supposed to be and after all this Michigan was the first school that I heard back from I was actually auditioning at another school I was like in between like the dance part and like the acting part and I like you were in between like portions of the audition and then like wow. I like missed a call from Michigan. Oh, you missed a I call. I missed a call. I Wait, like, but oh, so God. they called you while you were in Chicago auditioning? I was in a, I was in North Carolina auditioning for a school in North Carolina and uh. I had like just f- like finished like dancing or whatever and then I like saw a missed call on my phone from Michigan and I was like and I was I was like they're calling me to tell me that I didn't get in which no they don't do like no they don't call you to like you know that you was get your in. first thought yeah I was like oh my god oh my god and even after I knew that I'd gotten in I felt like it was a fluke like I was like oh my god like they it was the wrong person or something right. I, I was so like I it just felt like such when like a dream like that actually comes true it's it hard so to wild. actually grasp it yeah wrap your head around and it. that's a thing that like for me and for a lot of people I've noticed that like your success isn't a fluke mm-hmm. and that's been something I've been like no one drew my name out of a hat and right. none you know like, nobody like just no one wins the lottery when these things happen like you I worked for it we all worked for it and yeah but it, it took me a little while to kind of grasp that and like take ownership of the good things that happen well when life. you're young yeah and you have good things happen it's yeah. hard to trust it Mm -hmm. you know and I think that like and I've brought this up now a few times with in talking to a lot of the cast here is that this is your first major job you worked before but this (laughs) is the first job that you got out of school pretty much right it was I mean because you you had it I think for months before we started rehearsal yes right that was yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get into it um but I think that it's much easier when you're younger to accept failure in mm-hmm. some ways, especially when you're working really hard because you're like, oh, no, this is what I've been told. This is what it is. And accepting uh, success and knowing how to comprehend it and knowing how to uh, have it be in your bones, yeah. success, is really difficult I think when it, you're young yeah it can be because you're always especially because you have so many people in your ear telling you that it's not possible or that you know it's a dream and not necessarily a reality right or, or that it won't be or that you're like it's always one thing that I've had to 
kind of retrain my brain to think about when things happen, good or bad, but mostly with, with the good stuff, that yes, it's luck, but it's not all luck. Yeah. And I can't, like, I, I have to, I had to tell myself, like, you are lucky and, like, blessed to have this life, but... Like I said, it's not. No one drew your name out of a hat for any of these things. Right. Like you're not here by some mistake. Right. It's not like someone's waiting to tell you one day, like, sorry, like this was supposed to be someone right. else or something like that. But it took me like through throughout college to kind of get over that kind of yeah. mentality. Yeah. That I, I'm. I'm, I'm just, still working on. Right. It. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. It's so bizarre. And I've met so many people, like people who I. When I was in New York, I got to work with a lot of people who, you know, I had looked up to my whole life. And then you kind of realize, like, everyone kind of feels like that a little bit. For sure. (laughs) Everyone kind of has that. It never really "Ah." goes away because the more you do in in our industry and Mm -hmm. in what we love, the more you you realize how precious each moment is, each Mm -hmm. opportunity to do what we love is. And so every time it comes your way, you think... Oh my goodness! I yeah. better be so present for this yes. and be so grateful for this moment. Yes. I can't believe it's real. Exactly. It's just almost too good to be true. Yeah. Um, so let's go back yes. to you. You're you go to Michigan. Yeah. You're like I can't believe this. They must have made a mistake. But you're yeah. surrounded by a lot of amazing yeah. artists, a lot of great people. What was your experience there? I mean, it was. I I had the, the, it was the exact place that I was supposed to be. Hmm. I think. I mean. Because you get the whole, you get the whole, like, big school, like, huge, call, like, 40,000 potential friends situation. Right. But then you have, like, a group of 20 people who are your built-in, like, best friends at right. first. And then, like, this whole, like, a community that's th- there for you. So I remember freshman year just kind of having such a different experience than a lot of my friends who had gone to other Schools and maybe hadn't decided on their major, and there's nothing, not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. But I remember feeling really lucky. Knowing what you that, wanted. Knowing what I wanted, knowing that I felt like I was actively pursuing what I wanted every day, that felt huge. Yeah. Because it felt like, you know, like by, by senior year, I, I, I felt like I was like pulling teeth. I was like, I, oh my God, like this is not what I want to do. I know what I want to do. And I know yeah. that this is not <laughs> what do you mean? getting me closer. That, the, the, the other. Yeah, like other courses. classes and stuff. And it was just like major senioritis. It was so bratty of me. But I was just like, I was so done. It's good that, it's good that, I mean, we didn't have to take other classes. <laughs> and I remember being like, oh, thank God, you know, I'm getting out yeah. of this or that. But, I mean, when you're at a world-class university yeah. like University of Michigan or Carnegie Mellon, you know, like, there are a lot of... There's other options, yeah. There are other options and it's great things. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's hard when you're as eager as yeah. we were in school, as you are when you know what you want, mm-hmm. to spend time on anything else. Exactly. And so I – and I mean, that's, I'm really grateful that Michigan makes you – like, they make you take a lot of extra class yeah. there, which was hard for some people. But, like, it broadens your mind. And yes. it, instead of becoming, like, a cookie-cutter person with a lot of skills, you become a person that has some – some umph to you. I don't yeah, know. Like I feel heft, like yeah, you become someone who can talk to other people, other things other than yeah. musical theater. Like yes. I took classes on like witchcraft and like Detroit what? and like <laughs> yes, that was my senior year like elective. I took okay. the history of witchcraft and it was so awesome. Wow. And and 
Yeah, and I, I got very to... very liberal arts. Oh, very uh, much so. Mm-hmm. Very it, liberal. It was awesome. Yes, we did. It was the most theater nerdy moment of my life. Uh-huh. Me and my other friends who were in that class, we did a scene from The Crucible for the oh. class. Oh, my God. Yes, they and they loved, loved it. it. They loved it. Yeah. We got extra credit, and thank God. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was busy at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And I also, I got to, they encouraged you to go abroad, so I got to go to London for a whole semester. Oh, and I got to study like at that? RADA for four months. Wow. And and that was amazing. I think there was a kind of a moment in in my time at Michigan when it dawned on me like I'm never I'm 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 not gonna be a dancer, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't have the skills to like to to dance on Broadway. That isn't and and when I looked at the other careers of people who I wanted to emulate or be like, it was kind of like I needed to know myself better. Yeah. And I needed I wanted to like actually kind of have some some more tools to, you know, just come in. I just wanted more life experience. I wanted yeah. to get out of the bubble. As, as lovely as it was, it was kind of like an 80-person bubble, and I was like, I'm ready to kind of experience some other people. And so right. me and my best friend, we went to London together, and I just it, – it's crazy when you take yourself out of a really comfortable environment yeah. and you just throw yourself into a brand-new place, and you're just, like, so far from everything you know. Yeah. And you just kind of figure out who you are in this other setting. You kind of get mm-hmm. to be another version of yourself and figure out what you like and what you what you don't like about yourself. Learn and, a lot about yourself. Yeah. When you do things, something like and that. I feel like that's one of the most, I don't know, I feel like that's one of the more, most important things for any actor. Yeah. Like how can you know anybody else if you don't know yourself? Right, right. And who knows themselves when they're 17, 18, Right, but that's like, 20, what, that's whatever. the time to do it. That's the time that you yeah. have to find out. I remember when I actually went to that Boston University um, summer program, I went into my room, my dorm room, and I saw all of my uh, roommates' music collection before I met the roommate. Mm-hmm. And so when he came in the room, he said, so what kind of music do you like? And I listed off all the music <laughs> that he had because I thought, well, that'll make us friends. And it was the worst idea I ever had. I didn't know a damn song on any oh, of the no. albums, you know? It yeah. was horrifying. But luckily he like caught on pretty quickly that I was just a oh, nervous so idiot. <laughs> I mean, who but you have try a moment like but that? you don't know like mm-hmm. I wasn't confident enough to say that I I like Sondheim. Truly, I know. <laughs> I, I've had to I always feel like I'm just like the last thing I played was Sondheim on Sondheim actually. That's the yes. last thing that yes. <laughs> this was on my iPod. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it, it takes a long time yeah. to know how to be yourself and how to be mm-hmm. confident that that's all you need to be. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Come on in. Oh, hey. Hi, Hi, sorry, I'm using my clothes as a sound <laughs> studio. It looks very cute. Thank oh, you, God. Duncan. Um, mm-hmm. What else was I getting? What were we saying? Oh, about... Um, about London. Uh, London. London. Yeah, and so I got to work on Shakespeare only for an entire semester, and not t- not sing for a while, not just focus on a completely different art form, and right. kind of develop like a deep appreciation yeah. for that sort of right, you know, and and it and it it I think it was a pivotal moment for who I am as an actor and as a person. Yeah, and it kind of jump started a, a time in my life. That has yet to, I mean, I guess that's just like adult life kind of followed that time. That was before my senior year. 
And I just had a series of experiences <laughs> since that time that also kind of, I think, gave me some perspective that maybe some people my age don't have. I, After I came back from London, I... A year, a year before, I found out that I was going to be playing Sandy in Greece at the Fifth Avenue, oh, and I was going to get my equity card. And it was like oh, my huge, like my first like big job. And it was yeah. like the theater that I've been going to my whole life. Right. And like I just come back, like I did a semester at Michigan, like had a great time. Like we did Carolina Change. I was living my best life. I went to London and had this amazing life changing, you know, it changed me as an actor, person, blah blah blah. And then I came home and it was like my first week of a rehearsal for this show and I was like yes like this is happening I'm it was the first lead also that I ever had in my whole life was right. was that was my junior year of college the first time I'd ever been lead in anything wow and then my mom looked at my throat uh-huh. one morning yeah and she was like your throat looks like swollen hmm. and I was like huh like what do you mean she was like look at your throat it looks it literally looks like your throat is swollen and I was like Huh. And so she, like, her mom senses went off, and she, like, she's like, I'm making an appointment for you right now. Probably the last time my mom made my doctor's appointment for me. So yeah. it was nice. But but she she just noticed, and then I found out that I had a, it's called a thyroid nodule, but I had a big growth on my throat. Wow. And I spent the entire summer, like, having check- checkups and getting biopsies and like they found out there's just enough chance of cancer that I had to have surgery and I was kind of like this is leading into my senior year of college and I had this like thing on me on like the part of my body that that you are studying using your instrument matters the most to me the one that brings me joy the one that like would bring me my livelihood eventually hopefully and it made me rethink a lot Mm -hmm. And made me kind of realize like how precious it was to be able to do what I love and kind of this moment where it's just kind of like the yin and yang of life of like I was here doing this job that I was so excited to do and like all I wanted to do was like revel and like getting to like take all this these new skills that I felt like I'd gotten abroad and like put them into use and then the entire time and I didn't really tell anyone in the cast that it was happening because I just didn't even want to deal with it but I was dealing with, like, potentially, like, having cancer, you know? Right. And it was wild. And so, like, I went to school. I, like, didn't want to miss out on anything. And so I, like, auditioned and did We Did American Idiot that <laughs> that semester. And I, like, Fine. did it. And then I just, like, left and, like, had surgery. And I was so scared. And I was like, this is not how I ever envisioned, like, this year of my life going. And I was so nervous and, like... I just kept on imagining, I was like, what if something happens? Like, I know chances are, like, slim that it'll affect my voice, but they're there. And then it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, spent this whole summer just, like, in complete fear. And I don't know what that is, like, the Eleanor Roosevelt quote is about fear. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah, FDR. Is that yeah, FDR? Yeah, yes. Ah, yeah. oh, it's, it's the, the man himself. Yeah. yeah. I And I remember, like, that was the first time where I was like, that's so true. Because it was just, like, this anxiety leading up to this moment. But it was another one of those moments where, like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm glad it happened. Like, it scared the shit out of me. And yeah. scared my family a lot. And of it sucked. Yeah. And it was painful and hard. But I learned that, like, things can be taken away at any moment and that this is what I want to do more than anything you know because I was kind of like there's nothing else 
And I mean, I always feel like that's like the most selfish thing. <laughs> People are like, there's nothing else I could do. It's like, of course there is. But there's nothing else I want to do more. Right. And there's nothing else that brings me like this joy. And so like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of glad that it did happen. Mm-hmm. And I have like a scar. I used to hate it. But I never I know people don't even notice it, it until I they literally, do. <laughs> I didn't know anything about this story. Oh, really? I did not know it at all. Yeah. I've never seen that scar until you were just like rubbing yeah. it while you've been telling this story. Yeah. And how poetic to have this really light scar mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. To have the memory yeah. of that. You know, and I'm sure that there's moments where like you don't want to have it, but to know how precious yeah. your Truly. passion is and how mm-hmm. every day is a gift. Exactly. And I used to really hate it and I'd wear like turtlenecks and stuff at school and yeah. I it would make me feel I don't know, I just like I felt like tarnished or something, mm-hmm. but now I love it because I'm just like, it's just a part of my story. It's like, it's just like, I'm so like, it wasn't cancer at the end of the day. And right. I'm so, which is crazy because like thyroid cancer does run in my family. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, yeah. this looming thread of this thing that at the end of the day was fine. And right. within like two weeks, like all that fear was gone. Right. And it was wild, and it has yet it, it freed up my voice. It turned out it was like pressing on my vocal cords for like maybe like years. Wow! And but it felt like it's hard to leave that part that out of my story, especially of college, because it was such a major moment. Absolutely for me. And then I ended up having like a really great, and it taught me a lot about discipline because I like the doctors were like you cannot be sick when you have surgery, like you can't like you. So I took really good care of myself. Yeah. And then those habits just kind of, like, stayed in place and I think have a lot to do with, you know, being able to do this job now. Yeah. Because I know – it just – it makes me never want to mess with it. Sure. You you know how precious it is. When you're you're in your 20s, boy, I abused my body and my my vocal cords. You know, (laughs) I partied and I had fun and I remember not being able to do some things – you know, like going to a class and be like, oh, I can't really sing. But, you know, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm 20 years old. You know, I'm supposed to be <laughs> acting crazy. But you have something that, you know, scares you enough that makes you think every day I have to focus on. Exactly. Protecting what my passion is. Exactly. And it, it makes it makes it not feel worth it. And just like that, that like that fear of that fear just never not fear. I should just say, like, it, it, yeah, it taught me discipline, and it still instilled some very serious things for me that mm-hmm. I think have come to actually, like, I think it, it made me grow up really quickly in that moment. Yeah. I was just kind of like, you just, ha- this has to happen. There's nothing you can do about right. it. It's just an inevitable thing, and right. you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't run away from it, and, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it makes it feel so not worth it to put it to put it on the line at all. Right. And, yeah, but, yeah, so then after that happened, I came back for senior year. I played Sarah Brown and Guys and Dolls. Oh, I thought <laughs> you were so good in that. <laughs> it was fun. That was at University yeah. of Michigan? Yes, it was oh, the last I show I did great. there. And so it kind of, like, the beginning of the year was really hard, and then yeah. I got to finish it out strong, which is fun. I was Sky Masterson in high school. No way. I was. Oh, my gosh. I was, yeah. I but were... my it was my biggest blunder ever on a stage (laughs) not the whole performance (laughs) but I walked into the revival scene with Mm -hmm. Sarah Brown on my arm Becca Schnur Mm -hmm. Um, I walk in and I'm supposed to say has anyone seen Nathan Detroit (laughs) 
I walk in and I go, has anyone seen Sky Masterson? <laughs> and then I literally do a take to the audience and go, wait a minute, I'm Sky Masterson. <laughs> and it was the biggest laugh I've ever gotten in my high school career. I'm sure. They loved it. It was terrible because I was like, biggest laugh ever, ever was a huge mistake. <laughs> um. No, but I love that. Uh, so I'm. I, I love that story. I love. I didn't know anything about that. Um, and I think that it's. It's sometimes, you know, when we have the difficult moments that kind of wake us up mm-hmm. to be like, "You're alive." That's what's most yes. important right now. I know. I also love that you were worried about the surgery and you're worried about your voice yeah. when like cancer. Is I on know. The table. I'm okay. But like, <laughs> I, of course, at that age, yeah. you're not. You're thinking. You're thinking. I want to be Sandy. I want yeah. to get back to school. I've got a musical of Peter Pan, Law and Order. Exactly. That I'm working on. You know, like <laughs> these are the things that you wake up every morning yeah. for. And then when you're that young. And you have a passion, which is such a gift, it kind of supersedes anything else, mm-hmm. even the consequences of of something, something that serious, serious yeah. health-wise. Yeah. But um, it sounds like it was an experience that like forever changed you yes. for the better. Oh, my gosh. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It, it is. I mean, to be faced with your own like mortality yeah. ever, mm-hmm. I think, is kind of... Most people hopefully don't have to. Right. And not that I was like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, I never. The things that the the doctor said, if you're going to get a cancer, this is the one to get. I was like, I'm sold. Well, I'd rather not get one. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I'll pass. Yeah. But, like, the idea, you know, of some, it it, it freaks you to have your, to go from one day being, like, Mm -hmm. blissfully thinking that you are totally healthy and, you know, like, I go to yoga and run sometimes. I'm fine. And to be like, you might have cancer right and you do have to have a tumor removed from your neck yes. like yeah you're like well it all i don't know it, it it helped me deal with just like when things come your way just kind of roll with the punches yes. it's gonna be fine yeah that's and a wonderful life lesson yeah but it's also the most important lesson of our business yes Without a doubt, to what you just said, to be able to roll with the punches, whatever yeah. the universe brings to you. And, you know, I'm, to be honest, like, I feel like one of my, what I, when I've been uh, preparing to talk to you or some of the mm-hmm. younger members of the cast, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I, I've been, I've been talking to people who've, had hit like some really hard times yeah. out in the, in the industry. Yeah. And you guys, as you absolutely deserve to be in, this is a moment that is like the perfect moment. <laughs> yeah. You are in the biggest show of all time yes. directly out of college, yeah. you know? And so, but I have to say like how naive of me to not know. And I've been so blown away by by this from you, from, mm-hmm. from everyone in the cast to find out different parts of your story. Yeah. And I know there are parts of my story from my 20s that would be like yeah, totally. really interesting and something for, that yeah. I would t- be able to take away. Um, but you, you've graduated from the University of Michigan. Yeah. Um, you also, can we talk about your other friend at University of Michigan? Yes, we okay, can. Okay. Of wanna, course we you can. You know, I don't want to bring up anything if you don't want to. Yeah, but, no. but Ryan. Yes. 
you met um, your your current boyfriend and our yes. other castmate, mm-hmm. Ryan Vasquez, yes. in in University of Michigan. I did, yes. He was a junior when I was a freshman. Okay. And I will say that I did kind of play hard to get for like the first year. We did not <laughs> date each other when we first met. Good for you. It was kind of like it was like a maybe like we were we were texting. You know, we felt oh, like we're text, talking. Texting relationship. Yes. Okay. And like maybe like you know, like making out at a party. Oh, but it was my. it was Scandal. know, scandalous. Scandal. But it but it was very like that's kind of you know, and Ryan was like kind of like the bad boy at school. It was, was he? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and so it's, you know, and I, I was like, I was what oh. seventeen. Yeah. And 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 so we met, and I was always I always had the biggest crush on him. He was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like the older guy at school, and well, he's he's very handsome he and he's incredibly handsome. talented, and he's which so always talented. Helps. Oh my gosh, that always helps a crush. I still I still have a talent crush on him. Yeah, like. Away, even you know, if we weren't together, I would still. If we weren't together, we'd be friends. But like, yeah. obviously, but I would still just have the biggest talent crush on him yeah. ever. I always yeah. thought he was amazing. But yeah, then, then we actually started. We like talked the whole summer. We like talk on the phone, and mm. then like basically as soon as we got back to school, my sophomore year, we were together, and we have basically been together since then. Wow. Yeah, it's been. We've been together. I think this September will be four years wow. that we've been together. It's amazing. Yeah. So you, he graduated two years before you did. Mm-hmm. So he moved out to New York and you, you were finishing up at school. Mm-hmm. How did you make that work? You know. That's hard. Long distance. In a way, for me, I can't speak for him because we were in such like different places in our life. I mean, he was like in New York. He was on Broadway like while yeah. I was still at school. And I think being in a long distance relationship, at least during my senior year especially, was actually really great because yeah. I had this support and this this person who is just like unconditionally supporting me and like who is outside of the bubble of school right. and like we had each other to kind of be able to talk to about things that were going on in our lives yeah. um, but I also got to do my own thing you know like I, I, I got to spend time with my friends or on my own like I got to kind of split up my time yeah you had your you had space yeah. for the, like this last moment of school I got to really like do school and right. do me while I still and, and and you know like not worrying about you know like boy stuff at school which yeah. is like the most annoying distraction ever instead I instead of boy stuff I had like this man who I was deeply in love with who you know I yeah. could like just ask who had been through what I was going through right. give me the best advice right. and so I, I felt really really it was probably a little di- different for him because he had <laughs> he was on Broadway having all these brand new experiences yeah all these brand new people and like Someone at school was just like, oh, you're on, you know. (laughs) I I didn't have very much advice to give him at that point, but I was, I've always been so lucky to. Well, I mean, I've had conversations with him about you and (laughs) I know how, how much he loves you and, you know, you guys are really great. And I I have to be honest again, (laughs) I feel like a jerk because I'm like, I'm going to tell you what I really (laughs) was thinking. But, but it's. It's pretty remarkable to me the way that you guys interact with each other and how you walk that fine line of being a couple and being professional, which um, you do both things so well. I I feel like um, some people who probably have decades more of experience would not be able to handle 
the the dynamics of a relationship totally. in in a professional situation, let alone Hamilton. You know, yeah. like let alone the amount of pressure <laughs> that's involved with a with a yeah, show absolutely. like this. Um, and you guys, I, I'm just impressed. I was like, Thank how you. are they going to make this work? <laughs> I know it's it's wild. It's and I a think lot. we we also. Going into, we had no idea what to expect yeah. of ourselves, even going, because, you know, to go from two years long distance, spending probably like two weeks with each other at a yeah. time mm-hmm. at the most, yeah. to, you know, like I was in New York, I found out, like, and we were like, oh my gosh, we're in the same place, finally. Right. And then, this is like, right when you got out of school. Yeah. And okay. I, I was like, I was in New York, and we're like, we're right. in the same place, and now we're just like going to be in the same place forever. Amazing. And then, I think like a month and a half into being in New York, I was like, I'm leaving again, and I'm sorry. Because you got Hamilton. Yeah, I found out I you got, got Hamilton. Hamilton a month and a half after <laughs> you graduated like college. No, I, okay, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. You're not, we're not going to just, yeah. we're not going to be like, you're like six weeks into moving to New York City, yeah. you were cast as Eliza in the yes. Hamilton tour. It was yeah. pretty well. Well, this, so it was ta- kind of. how did that feel? Were you like, oh, oh it's University God. of Michigan again, uh, pranking me, this can't be real? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Well, I, so I sent in, a, well, well, as soon as the album came out, I was like, yeah. Oh my god. And the first time that I saw Pippa, really, I like saw her singing that video of like no one else at Barnes and Noble. I was like, oh my gosh, right. this is an angel. And, yeah. But it was also Philippa the first Sue, time. You're talking Philippa about. Sue, yes. You, you must know her since Huge you're fan. Her Pippa. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. But I it, I remember there was like some trend that was on Twitter. It was like first the first time I saw myself. Yeah. And I think when I saw Pippa like in the show, yeah. that was the first time that I actually saw someone like me, like another like kind of ambiguous person as like the leading like woman of a show. And when you say ambiguous person, you mean racially racially. Ambiguous. Yes. <laughs> right, right, you know, like someone yes. who's like, what, what is it? you know. Right. And it was the first time and like someone who kind of like even sang a little bit like, and it, I don't know, it was just this kind of I was so like, oh my God. That was part of why I was obsessed with it. I was just yeah. like, how wild that there's a show that, like, it doesn't matter that I'm not passing for something else. Right. That was major for me. And, like, seeing her is, like, the first time that I felt like I saw someone like me doing a role, like, a leading lady role, where it wasn't, like, you know, like, the, like, like, the off-brand choice for a leading lady, you know, or, like, an interesting ingenue or whatever. Right. Because as cool as that is, like, auditioning for Hamilton was the first time that I didn't think about my race going into the audition. I'm like, am I black enough for this or am I white enough you know like yeah. I just didn't think about it I was like it's just me and the material right. and that was so freeing and so amazing and it felt so good just to only worry about that and not have the rest of that well what does it head. feel like when it's not that because you your your mother is African African American and My your dad is is, w- is like white. as white as they come. Yeah, he's German, like, German, like Scottish. Me. Yes, just yeah, like you. That's right. That's right. But um, but my mom was adopted, and uh-huh. so we don't know a lot about like our heritage on her side. Sure. And you know, so so I I look like a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Sure. And I wouldn't change that for the world. That is just well, a part of like my freaking stunning. Well, thank you very much. So, like, it doesn't <laughs> really matter. But like it, it, it's it's you know I think I know it's a point of like fascination. Like people have said some really funny things to me. Yeah, about it. You know, and you always like I'm always just a little bit worried. Like like when I played like Maria or something, I'm like yeah. maybe somewhere down the line like I am. Who knows? Maybe I have like, I don't know, like a Puerto Rican 
I, like, I'm, I'm not Latina. I don't identify as Latina at all. Right. And so I was like, am I going to offend somebody? Sure. Or when people are like, oh, you're right for this. I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'm not Asian as far as I know. Or right. And I might be. I think I need to take one of those, like, Ancestry.com. Oh, yeah, the 23 Oh, I did me. it. Yeah. I'm I did it, Gerald. Oh, yes, you, you haven't told done it yet? I haven't done it. I have to. Oh, my God. I, I need to <laughs> do it, really like, do. right now because... I always, cause, because I don't know, like, I just, I, I identify as, like, I'm, I've started to just say, like, I'm just mixed race and that is just what I am. But yeah. I usually, when people are like, but what? I'm like, I'm half black. Now you know, now you can, like, yeah, feel yeah. a little less confused. Or, you know, like, people just, like, they have to know for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's, oh, that's always just a little bit in the back of your head. And when you're auditioning for anything, like, and you're in the waiting room and you see, like, a lot of other white women and then you... Me and I and I'm just kind of like okay, I'm like the like the off I'm the I'm the interesting choice. I'm right. like the one like if they decide to go that direction as opposed right. to just like you know sure. And there's nothing I wouldn't change it right. because that's cool and it, it's an awesome opportunity to get to be that person for somebody else right. to like hopefully you know break that barrier and like play roles that are you know to 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 change that hopefully be able to, you know, change people's minds about what roles are supposed to look like. Absolutely. I think this show's already yeah, done that. It's you know, huge. that I always say that that Joshua Henry is going off to to yeah. being Karis and yes. playing Billy. You know, like it's, it's huge. It's a huge deal. And I think that I think that people are not as concerned about it because yeah. of Hamilton. They're like, oh, you actually can tell yeah. this story w- with anyone who's just going to connect to the material of what the story is regardless of how they look. And I think sometimes people don't realize how much that can really mean to someone. Yeah. Because that was huge, huge for me. Yeah. Because just to have to worry about passing as something that you're not Hmm. is, especially as we are getting into a time when people are becoming, and as they should, very sensitive to to racial what's the word I'm looking for? To, to, to people actually playing the race that it, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as they should. Right. But for someone, I'm just like, I think the only, like, mixed race black woman that has been written that way was probably, like, Julie in Showboat. Right. That's the name of that character, right? I, I think you're right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's probably the only one. Yeah. And so I'm just like, if I were to only, like, you know, be seen for roles that were, like, written for someone of my race as I know it... I wouldn't be seen for anything right. except for Hamilton. You would day, really, you know? really good in that role, though, wouldn't you? Thank you. I would love to do it. I do sing, Bill. Let's I let's got- get that revival going. <laughs> I'm sure I could like be the yeah. captain or something. Absolutely. I think I saw a production with of of that with the um, with the dad from Happy Days who's passed away, and now I can't remember his name. And now that I've said that, I will literally get a thousand texts and tweets about I who the dad on Happy Days is. I Thank you, never everyone. Thanks, Thank everyone. you so much for telling me <laughs> that I can't remember this exact moment. I will later on. Yeah. Um, so so you get it. You we, yes. you started rehearsal. But, but, but all of a sudden, Ryan wasn't in it at that time. No. So What's Ryan, that story? Yeah. yeah, Ryan was in Waitress uh-huh. at that time. And so I, I had, like, I sent a tape at school, came in and just, like, did a few auditions, got it. Right. And then, and I never, and I never thought that it was going to, I was, like, I'm just happy to be in front of this team. You know, like, I was huge in the Heights fan. Huge. Like, I can't even tell you. Like, I sang Breathe for my college oh audition my God, song. Yeah. Huge in the Heights girl. So I was just, like, I get to be in the same room as the people who created that. That's 
it. Maybe, hopefully, they'll remember me. That was it. So then getting it, I was just like, oh, my God. It was wild. I couldn't. I still still can't believe how lucky I am, really. But really, what the the serendipity of how Ryan ended up being here as well is yeah. so awesome because we were the. It kind of even goes back to the Michigan connection because Gavin Creel wrote a few songs and he some gorgeous, amazing songs. Oh right, and you were there when he was teaching. Yeah, yeah. There. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he came a few times. You know, you know Gavin's my bud. Yeah, you pal, of yeah. course. Yeah, you you yeah. And yes. he wrote these beautiful songs and he had just this song cycle and he just was like, "Can would you guys like?" Look, come and sing some of my songs like I'll we'll, I'll pay you in brunch and then we will like do a presentation of it just like a few days and we were like anything for you Gavin like you know yeah. I'm still a big Gavin fan yeah. even though I like Me know too. you know he, yeah so we're like yes of course and so we were at Pearl Studios in New York mm-hmm. And we were waiting to go into the room to like start rehearsal, and I saw Bethany Knox, and I, yeah. I like the casting first, director, yes, for, casting director for Hamilton. Hamilton, and I is the first time I'd seen her since I found out that I got it. So I was just like, "Hi, thank you." We caught up for a second, and then I like went and sat down next to Ryan, like probably like held his hand, and she must have just like seen us together, and you know, must have just had, like, a light bulb moment. It was like, why haven't we had Ryan Vasquez in for this? And so, like, 20 minutes later, we're, like, sitting in rehearsal, and Ryan's like, I have an appointment for Hamilton. And he hadn't listened to any of it. Really? He hadn't listened to a single note of Hamilton yet. He had these virgin ears. Right. And so, in three days. And was he in Waitress at that time? He was in Waitress at the okay, time, okay. yeah. So, he was doing, we were doing rehearsal for this. He was doing Waitress at night. Yeah. But then, in, like, three days, he got off book for that entire packet of music. Oof. That, which is crazy they give a lot of material and but he just like i mean he has this crazy brain that can memorize things pretty quickly but he he learned it like got it down and then i think like he he went in like two or three times i think and then like two weeks before we started to rehearsal he found out he got it and we were just like what wow and it was just kind of one of those things where it's just like if we hadn't said yes to Gavin, if we hadn't gone to Michigan, da da da, if we hadn't been out there during that 15 minute window yeah. that we were both there, and Bethany was like, who knows? I like yeah. to think that he would have ended up there no matter what, but there is something beautiful about just like saying yes to things and having things fall into places they yeah. should. Yeah. Know? No, it's 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 unbelievable, and you can only connect the dots backwards. You can't connect Truly, them forward, you yeah. know? And it's it's saying yes and showing up and yeah. being ready and exactly. prepared. It's, it's, it's how you make things yeah. happen. It's crazy. And Bethany, you know, I have a crazy casting story because of Bethany. Mm-hmm. And those, it just goes to show you again that I don't think people, before they get into the industry, realize how important casting directors are to yeah. what we do because agents are the ones who like you know you, they mm-hmm. get a lot of uh, people outside of the industry know what an agent is yes. but the casting director is the one who's actually has the job and is mm-hmm. looking for the person with the job an agent is incredibly important and and, and is trying to get you in the door to yeah. see a casting director so so many times especially on in careers and, and in mine casting directors were the ones before I had an agent yeah. who were like uh, I saw See you at this audition. Me, yeah. Come to this, and this guy would be good for that. Or and so, you know, Bethany Knox. She's definitely made a lot of dreams come yeah. true with this show. Oh my gosh, it's wild, and, and what a difficult task it is to yeah. make all these puzzle pieces fit together. Oh yeah, but and so quickly, yeah. so many different companies. Yeah. And, and and I mean that that the whole serendipitousness of yeah. that story just makes me 
just enforced kind of the idea of just like saying yes right. and showing up and just being there and just like being, you know, the saying like it's all about who you know, but other people are like it's all about who knows you and who's going to see you. Just like say yes, show up, right. do your thing, do right. it well, like yeah. show up and show out. Right. And then, you know, who knows what will happen. Right. Don't worry about the results. Just yeah. show up. Just, yeah. Keep, yeah. Keeping it about the work. I feel like that's like the work. just always all about the work. It'll um, never fail you. <laughs> and, so, and so we've opened in San Francisco yes. and now Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And you're playing the part. You're yeah. in the run of it. How how does it feel to be in this show? Oh, my show? gosh. It still feels surreal sometimes to me that I'm here doing this. This role is such a gift to any actor because mm-hmm. you kind of get to go from being a girl to being a woman and experience, I mean... Full range of emotion. Yeah. You get to go through a lot of somebody's life, and it's cool because you get to bring a lot of yourself to it. Like, I don't feel like it's a stretch between me and this character. Like, I just kind of get to be me and go through it and, like, channel who I feel she was and who Lynn kind of thought she was and who I thought she was and who I think I am. And it's... And I, I honestly, like... I've never done anything this many times, obviously. But I thought I was going to get, like, you know, I was like, after doing something 170 times, it might get tiring. I don't know. It's it's the part of what we do that you can't learn in school, that you can only learn by doing it. Yes, you can only learn by doing it. And I, but I'm not even close to... Tired, tired of this. I mean, I might be tired You're sometimes. Tired, but not tired of doing <laughs> but I, it. Yeah, because there's always something new to find. And, like, yeah. the way it affects you changes with the news of the day mm-hmm. sometimes or what mm-hmm. else, what is, what's going on with you personally. And I know that from the time that I found out that I was going to be doing this to the time we actually started rehearsal, like, a lot of things, like, I, I lost people in my family and mm-hmm. things happened that totally changed my relationship to this material. Right. And and so I think this show, a lot of it is just about, like, being open and trusting the ink, really, and just, like, letting it take you. At least that's how I feel right. a lot of the time. It's not a push. There's not a lot of extra that I need to do. It's, like, when the material yeah. is this good, it's just, like, just be there. And Well, you had the opportunity to meet the man who put that oh, ink to paper God. at opening for L.A., <laughs> yes. and I remember... I remember <laughs> I was in uh, the company management office when we were in San Francisco, and you walked in and you said, excuse me, um, I just need to know if Lynn is going to be here. At so- I need some warning. I'm, I'm just a little nervous about it. So can you just – someone would tell us before that happens, right? And yes, I, I had to know. Yeah, and they were like, yes, yes, so we'll, we'll tell you. He's not going to be here. He's filming, but yes. he will – probably in Los Angeles. So he, he got here. Yes. How did it feel? Oh, my God. Well, he was here the night before opening, and I knew that he was in the building, and I, I freaked out. I yeah. really freaked out. I don't know if I've ever been – I don't know if starstruck is even the word, but, like, I knew he was, like, walking around, like, going to d- different dressing rooms, and I was like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> is he coming? Because I've been waiting for this since I was, like, 12. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, the music that he's written is some of the first music where I was like, this is actually for my voice. Like, this is yeah. something that I love. This, like, it was written for me. Like, you know? Yeah. Where you, when it was material that I just, like, connected to from such a young age and continued to. And this show was no different than in the Heights for me. And so actually meeting him, just someone who I just have, like, pure respect for. Mm-hmm. Just pure, undiluted. I'm just like, I think you're amazing. And he just, like, popped by and was like, hey. And I was like, <gasps> 
hey. And I tried, I, play, I tried to play so cool. And, like, we, like, talked a little bit. And, like, I don't even remember what we talked about. And then as soon as he left, I cried. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, like, I think Daryl was putting on my wig. And then he left. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I just, like, I teared up. I mean, it just felt like a major life moment for me to meet someone who I had been waiting to meet for so long. Of course. And, and like, that's the only appropriate reaction yeah. is to cry after that. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's exactly how you should feel and how how amazing it to to have gone through, like, what you went through and what you told me today about, you know, your health scare and how hard you worked and how it's difficult to kind of own, like, that your success is not a, a, by accident, yeah. that you worked hard. That's kind of, like, the culmination, that yes. moment, you know, oh, to be in that room. And so, yeah, of course you're going to cry. Yeah, I mean. It's beautiful. It's truly, like, when when the year mark came on when we were, like, from when I'd had my surgery to when, and we were just, like, in rehearsal of Hamilton. Wow. Or, like, about to start. We were about to start, and I was just kind of, like, I thought back on that, and I was just, like, or even two years from now, being in San Francisco, playing, like, a role that I, in my wildest dreams that I would be playing. And just, like, to think back at, like, yeah. at that time, I was, like, more scared than I'd ever been. And then not to think now that I actually met this person who changed my life. And, right. you know, it's wild. Yeah. It's it, beautiful. It's crazy. It's beautiful. All right. Before we go, I have one yes. last thing to ask yes. you about. You and Ryan mm-hmm. are on stage together, and every night, <laughs> I know you guys love talking about this, every night he plays your father. Oh, your boyfriend plays God. your father. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And he gives you away to Hamilton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love how uncomfortable this makes you. Um, so that's why I brought it up. Yes. But um, recently, yes. it, at the it, near the end of San Francisco, he played Hamilton. <laughs> He's the he's one of the Hamilton understudies, <laughs> and uh, he went on, and that was such a great experience for all of us yes. to get to see you guys have this <laughs> oh, so this on stage love yeah. story happen. And you know, what did it feel like to play opposite somebody that you actually are in love with? Oh my God, it was wild because. At least the first time, because we got to do it like four times that week. But the first right. time, I was so distracted. I like yeah. was just like looking at him, and he has the long wig. Cause yeah, he yeah. Has, like, this really well, long because you were you were doing the Sondheim on Sondheim yes, the I was first in time LA, you went on, and I so missed you missed his, his debut, first, which was probably good. He said he was happy about. Yeah, that. Yeah, I think. I mean, he was he killed it, and he yeah. he's just has a natural calm to him. Yes, where I'm like, I think I'm more nervous, and I've done this 500 times. I know, it's crazy. He's just like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna go be Hamilton. Yeah. He's very, very chill, um, but I think it was probably good that he didn't he didn't have to have you as one of the other elements. Yes, he said he was time. really glad about that, and I was kind of I was like, what? like you know what? The first time you do it to be with me, like what are you talking about? I, yeah. I was like, I was offended by that. But then when I had that first yeah. show with him, I totally understood yeah. because it's so hard. It's so hard not. To, like, look at the person who, you know, you, like, wake up to every day and not think about them as that. As opposed to just, like, Alexander Hamilton. I was like, Uh you're Ryan. Like, you're, that's you. You just, like, have, you know, your hair's a little longer right now. And I couldn't stop thinking about, like, our own relationship as opposed to, like, the Eliza Hamilton. I don't know. But it added such an extra level of, it almost felt 
too intimate. Mm-hmm. Like when people like like when we kiss and stuff, I was yeah. like, it kind of I was like, people yeah, shouldn't be watching us. Yeah, people staring at it, you. it weirdly felt like almost like that should be private or something, right. right? In a way that it hasn't with with other people. But it's it's amazing. I mean, it like we savor just every moment because like when does that happen? That never happens that you get to play opposite. Your, yeah, never no, mind in this. Yeah, in Hamilton, yeah. of no, it's so incredibly rare. And the thought of Gerald playing opposite me, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. I, first of all, he would happens. steal every scene away from me. That's he's, a, he's <laughs> way bigger of a hand than I am, and that's saying a lot. Um, but you guys, once again, you rose to the occasion, and you were magnificent Thank on stage you. together and it was so beautiful I think that you are remarkable Thank you. You're not just on stage but you, as everyone who's listened to this knows, you have a wonderful spirit. You have such a positive oh, energy thanks, and you are going to have so much success in this thanks. business and I hope that you carry that with you always and don't for one second ever question if it's earned or not, it's oh, definitely earned, so and uh, you, you've you've worked very hard before you got here, and you work very hard here. So, Thank you. soak it up, enjoy, and uh, have a good show tonight. Thank you so much thanks, for doing the podcast. You too. Of course, thanks for having me. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.